Hey everybody, it's Michael Douglas, and welcome to Music Makes Me High. And you know, yeah, I got something to talk about. And welcome, I'm Michael Douglas, to another edition to the Music Makes Me High podcast. We'll be listening to Janet Jackson, both the artist and the artist's self-titled debut album, which was released 40 years ago this year, actually this spring. Her self-titled debut album was her stake, her red line, even though she had no stake in writing or producing, she sang her heart out, at least uh, what she was capable of doing with respect to her range at the time. Janet had to start somewhere, and she certainly did it with this album, and an album I still listen to today, not that often, but I still do. And her recent documentary got me to thinking about reviewing this album, because I think it is essential in the respect that it introduced her. And even though she really didn't do it a lot of the writing or the producing, she sang, and she wasn't half bad. Uh, the first of the three singles that made the top 20 on the Hot R&B Singles and Track Chart is the first track we'll hear on this album, a song called Say You Do. It uh, was immediately uh, a club-filled joint. It was a good song. Not my favorite on the album. Um, that would be Young Love, the favorite of the of the released songs. Actually, my favorite song we'll be getting to toward the end of the album, a track called The Magic Is Working. We're going to start off this album with a song called Say You Do. Janet Jackson took this to number 15 on the Hot R&B Singles and Tracks chart. Back then it was called the Hot Black Singles chart. And it leads off this album, her self-titled debut from 1982, Janet Jackson, Say You Do. Uh, I think that uh, a lot of that rhymes, doesn't it? I'm Michael Douglas. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Music Makes Me High podcast. And let's get it started.
Find a love like mine, not the similarly titled Lou Rawls' top five R&B and pop hit from 1976, You'll Never Find. Janet Jackson's You'll Never Find a Love Like Mine, the second track from the LP Janet Jackson. And in my opinion, she should have released it. It's a great mid-tempo number. Fantastic. I, I don't know what else to say about it. She should have released it as a single. Um, there may be a promo DJ copy out there somewhere that I'm not aware of. Uh, who knows? 
But let's get into it. Uh, that was track number two from the LP, Janet Jackson. This next track was the second of three top 20 tracks from the album. This was the highest charting track, a song that hit number six on the R&B singles track in the summer of 1982. I remember this because I did buy the extended 12-inch DJ mix for this album, all eight bucks of it, if you can believe that at the time. But a great song, a track called Young Love by Janet Jackson, a song that uh, is probably the best known on the album, and uh, a song that she released actually first, did very well in the charts, like I said, and in the dance clubs as well, should have been, I think, a number one R&B hit. All three of the top 20 tracks on this album essentially made uh, peaks between, uh, I think, positions 50 and 70 uh, on the album. Pop radio just was not biting yet, and for good reason. I mean, Janet Jackson, yeah, so what? Uh, you know, Michael was when everybody was following, but she started out slowly but surely, and I think this song was a wise release for the first radio track from the album. The third track on the album is Janet Jackson's Young Love from the LP, Janet Jackson.
and My Best Friend, the first of two slow ballads on the album, uh, and definitely the weaker of the two. And one could say, based on the track sequencing of this album, this was her very first ballad. So there you go. 
uh, easily forgettable. I just really won't spend that much time talking about it, I guess. Now, this next track was a song produced by Foster Silvers. Now, you may recall that he was part of the group, The Silvers. He actually was uh, kind of a solo artist, but also recorded with them uh, roughly... 10 years earlier. Uh, Foster Silvers was known for kind of a funkier edge, and I think that when you hear this next track, you'll see that. I think it's, uh, again, another club banger, a song that should have been released uh, and embraced by R&B Radio. Great track. Janet Jackson with track number five from the LP, Janet Jackson with Don't Mess Up This Good Thing, produced by Foster Silvers and Jerry Weaver. Great track.
Don't mess up this good thing. The funky, I guess, uh, funky club track on this album. Very good song. Should have been a release. Produced by Foster Silvers at all. Great song. Um, and uh, a good song for the middle of the album, actually. If you were listening to it on a streaming service, this song led the vinyl side B. And uh, let's keep it going. Here is the sixth track coming up from the album, a song called Forever Yours. It was a second ballad on the album, pure ballad. Of course, we heard Loving My Best Friend, um, a very poor ballad back at number on the fourth track of the album. This was a slightly better uh, arrangement um, showcasing some of her, I think, limited range with some of the higher notes, uh, but not completely unlistenable. And produced by another of the Silvers family, one of the older female uh, singers in the Silvers, uh, Charmaine Silvers, who uh, was part of the group, uh, like I said before, of the 70s group, the Silvers. They were responsible for such hits as Hotline and Boogie Fever. So, um, yeah, uh, there you go. There's the connection there. Forever Yours, the fifth track, the second ballad on the album, Janet Jackson, her eponymous debut. And the track before my favorite track on the album, which I'll be talking about in a few minutes, a song called The Magic Is Working. Here she is, Janet Jackson, on this edition of the Music Makes Me High podcast.
Forever Yours, the sixth track from the LP, Janet Jackson, from her debut LP. Now, this next track is my favorite by far on the album, and it was never released as a single. As a matter of fact, it was the B-side to Young Love, her biggest hit from the album. We heard a few tracks back. When I bought this, and I did buy it because there was a DJ promo-only version, um... I could not stop playing it, and it just really has lyrics that hook you. Janet Jackson is trying to find somebody uh, to really kind of kick it with, and she's just playing up this guy, and she's really naive, kind of. At that time, she was 16 years old, and the name of the song is called The Magic is Working. Because, you know, it makes you want to think, well, is this guy really going to be responsive to her entreaties? Um, Is he uh, thinking about, I don't know, um, doing the nasty with her and just basically, you know, leaving her another conquest, I suppose? In the song, she says, all of my life, I hope to find someone like you, so sweet and so kind, never thought I'd love again, thought my life had come to an end and out of the blue you were filling my heart you captured me stood there like a knight in shining armor you changed my life you're such a charmer i know (laughs) but (laughs) i'm not sure what her state of mind was back then i'm not sure if these were writers saying here sing this given the the nature of the album and the uh the direction of the album the song choice the production basically janet only responsible for singing into the microphone i would say that these are just writers giving her something to sing but i don't you know i see it as a great track and every time i listen to it it le- kind of leaves me wondering is was she okay singing these lyrics i don't know but it's my favorite track on the album a song called the magic is working take it away janet
The magic did work for me on that song, even though she really never formally released it as a single. The magic is working, Janet Jackson. Now, before we end out the show, there's one more track to play. It's Janet Jackson's third and final top 20 R&B hit from the album, a song called Come Give Your Love to Me. Basically a mid-tempo song, not bad. Uh, Some of the uh, keyboard synth kind of uh, bass on the song uh, could get a little out of hand, but uh, not a bad song to to kind of tap your feet to. And I think worthy of its top 20 placement on the R&B singles chart at that time. Wrapping up Janet's initial stake in the music industry. Those eight tracks from the LP, Janet Jackson, she basically put out there and said, yep, this is my voice. Even though a lot of other people were responsible for everything else on the album, this is who I am. Uh, of course, she held firm to that for about two years until Control came out. And of course, the rest is history. So let's end out this edition of the Music Makes Me High podcast showcasing Janet Jackson's first album. Janet Jackson, here's Come Give Your Love to Me. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Music Makes Me High podcast. And join me next time when I will talk about an album that I absolutely cannot live without.
Thanks so much for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe to Music Makes Me High on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you download your favorite podcast so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, keep the music playing. And don't forget to think about what you're listening to.